Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle? Yes, sir. I know our friends and fans who tune into the show tune in for the great dissection of the MCU. But mm. today, they get a bonus. Oh, do they? They get a business class. <gasps> Ooh. And I would like to thank our good friends at the Harvard Business Review. <laughs> so, in Dr. December... Khan and God, we're going to hear from the Harvard Business Harvard Review. Harvard Business Review. Let me and tell we you. just lost all of Boston. Sorry. <laughs> no, hold on, everybody. We love all of you. Okay, so in December of 2016, an article on HBR.com, written by Victoria Luby and Jane Edison Stevenson, titled, The Seven Tenets of a good CEO succession process. Hmm. What are those My seven tenants? Tenet David Tennant, but not David Tennant. No, one N, two. That's Tenant with two Ns. That's, <laughs> oh, okay, oh, got it. it. Never mind. Um, all right. So, really quick, what what would we consider? What do they consider being being writers for the Harvard Business Review? Sure. What would be your defining plan of a good gold standard succession process for your CEO? Number one, align the board on future CEO profiles that are driven by business strategy. Mm, business, business, business. Yeah, right. Number two, assess candidates against industry benchmarks, valid indicators of executive potential, and the CEO profiles you've developed. Sounds sure. time-consuming. Yeah. Number three, think two to three CEO moves ahead. Don't just mm. seek to replace the incumbent. Wow, very proactive. Oh, That's yeah. very visionary. Uh, yeah. Number four, cross-train generations of CEO successors with a mix of on-the-job training, intensive coaching, mentoring, and education. Hmm. Number five, <laughs> become intimately familiar with the bench of candidates and their potential. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number six, keep CEO succession as a standing board agenda item since it ensures a multi-layered, multi-generational process. And last but not least, number seven, ensure that your talent management and development planning is linked to your longer-term business strategy. Mm. Let's just say Stark Industries, not, <laughs> not Apple. No, yeah, Stark Industries is not following almost any of those. <laughs> Maybe but, except for they five. they do have but, a plan of succession. There but, is a plan. It's not really based on a plan, plan. but I no, no, because here we are, minute 22 of Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed by Mr. John Favreau. Uh, and we're still in the middle of uh, the argument. So uh, Pepper and Tony are still going ta-ta-ta back and forth. Uh, and so Tony, uh, we... we ended in the middle of a sentence, and so we're going to pick up where that sentence left off. Uh, another lie! Yes, thanks, Tony. He says, I don't care about the liberal agenda anymore. It's boring. I'm giving you a boring alert. You do it. <laughs> boring oh, alert. <laughs> boring alert. I'm surprised he doesn't have uh, Jarvis have a, a sound effect that plays. When the light should, every light in the place should flash red. Yeah, right? <laughs> boring alert. Boring alert, sir. Um, so she says, do what? And he says, excellent idea. I just figured this out. You run the company. And so it, it goes, they, it, they banter, banter, banter back and forth. Uh, and then he says, finally, Tony interrupts Pepper and just says, I'm trying to make you CEO. Why won't you let me? And then finally it stops her just to be like, wait, what? 
she really does a fantastic back, yeah. back, you know, moving back and closing her eyes deeply yeah. and has this great, re- as you know, the revelation is made clear to her now that, oh, no, you actually are being serious. Yeah. Acting is reacting. And this yes. is a great reaction to this thing. And then, she, of course, the first thing she says is, have you been drinking? Yeah. <laughs> and the answer, of course, is chlorophyll. Which so, okay, yeah. go ahead. Obviously, this is a this is a callback to the yeah, comic. It is a callback to not only the first Iron Man movie, but also then uh, earlier on today, he, we found out he's been drinking chlorophyll to try and counteract the uh, palladium poisoning. But I, I did the research. I'm like, do people should people drink eat chlorophyll? Should they? And uh, no one really knows. No. Like no one's really done a whole lot of research. So you can buy it. You can go to the store and you can buy chlorophyll. Yes, the same stuff that you learned about in science class that keeps plants, to, you know, makes plants go green. You can also do it. Uh, you can also overdose on chlorophyll and turn yourself partially green. Um, but uh, they, but one of the things they say now, obviously, we're not scientists, and I, I, all the research I did was ten minutes on uh, you know jumping from site to site on the internet um, <laughs> on the internet exactly because you know like you're whatever whatever you whatever opinion you have you'll find people to back you up for it on the internet uh, of course. Um, so they, one of the things they, they talk about as a benefit of chlorophyll, though, is um, for detoxification. So it actually, scientifically, it, you know, maybe junk science, but scientifically, there is a, a correlation between that. So, I mean, it makes sense that this is what he would be drinking there. And obviously, John Favreau has fully admitted they totally retconned this. Like, <laughs> they just went, that's uh, chlorophyll. Sure, that's, that's what he's in the first one, too. That's well. That's, I mean, look at as we've talked about. We we talked about palladium in catalytic converters in a previous minute. You know, this is a basic concept of photosynthesis and that taking light, turning it into energy, and one of the byproducts of this is oxygen. That's a clean thing, right? Like, sure, it it on its surface it makes a ton of sense as you're watching this and trying to get the what's going on. It it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and in the. in the same world where, you know, a, a, uh, a guy takes so much gamma radiation and doesn't die of cancer, but it turns into a giant green rage monster. Exactly. Sure, chlorophyll. Exactly. Will, this will totally makes sense. So uh, he says, and after, the, once again, Pepper is just still stunned. Uh, he says, I hereby and irrevocably appoint you chairman and CEO of Stark Industries, effective immediately. Done deal. Like, wow, that that's the kind of job offer you want to get. I mean, like, well, especially with irre- irrevocably, anything yeah, that's irrevocable yeah, right. is really nice when it comes Can't to jobs. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I was I was sort of like I know that like the, there's always a weird thing back and forth between like the comics inspire the movies, which then inspire the comics, which then inspire the movies. It's like this weird thing. So I'm like, was Pepper ever CEO of Stark Industries in the comics? So I did some research and she did. Uh, it was about almost the same time. So it happened like right before, uh, right around the same time. I couldn't find the exact like, sort of month, but um, during, because uh, a, a lot of stuff happened at the same time and it, it doesn't, it always doesn't always line up because uh, I don't know if you know this, folks, but comics sometimes ship late. It's true. Uh, so it's like when it came out versus when it was written. Who knows? But anyways, uh, so let, let's take a little uh, comic book digression here. So during uh, Matt Fraction's run, uh, the big bad guy was Obadiah Stane's son. So Obadiah obviously was was dead. He, he killed himself. He killed himself in the comic as opposed to the the same circumstances of the Iron Man one thing, except that. There was not a much, as much of a mentor relationship um, 
but but then he eventually when he realized he was going to lose he killed himself rather than than face justice and so now the son is back and trying to take revenge and, and doing all sorts of stuff actually some of the elements of what uh he did it sort of ended up in iron man 3 so we'll talk a little bit about that more but during this thing uh basically he was using stark technology to turn people into walking suicide bombs so they would use Stark technology, like basically they would implant themselves with repulsor ash, like you know, arc reactor tech, and then go to places and explode themselves. Uh, so obviously Tony was, you know, distraught by that, like you know, like uh, like incensed by this, and, and it turned into a, a whole thing. But one of the times, one of these people actually blew up near Pepper and damaged her, and, and was she was going to die. So Tony had to use the same technology to bring her, like to save her life. And so she ended up with a rep- with a arc reactor. I keep saying repulsor. She ended up with an arc reactor in her chest, oh, right. just like he had. So like he, he basically used, he used this technology to save her life. And so because of that, then if she had an arc reactor in her chest, then why not a suit? So she, eventually that's where he created a suit for her uh, and he called it rescue Uh, and it was actually a suit designed to help people it had no weapons at all so there's no little missiles in the shoulders like his thing like no repulsor stuff it was all just designed to rescue people and to help people Uh, and it's and technically it's still around i mean like even modern commerce like there's actually a new two issue uh thing came out this year of of rescue and and uh, pepper pots running around in their suit helping people um so anyways back to the ceo thing well wait and multiple and multiple spoilers there for future various future elements of the mcu yes exactly so like obviously that that quietly gets sort of homaged in endgame and then also you there's a little bit of it in iron man 3 as well um they don't ever I say it, but that's pretty much what it is. And, and it came from this. Uh, so during Secret Invasion, <laughs> which, I'm sorry, we're already digressing. I'm going to have to go on a, a Kevin Smith. There's, there's, there's not a whole lot more to this minute, everybody. So we can digress a little bit. Trust us. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Secret Invasion. Uh, so Secret Invasion was uh, was the Skrulls. So we all know the Skrulls now because we've all seen Captain Marvel, I'm assuming. Uh, Skrulls are a shape-shifting alien race. Now, in the comic books, they are full-on capital e evil like uh, we've the that was one of the sort of surprises of captain marvel is that when they played the, they they played them as refugees who were like had a losing side of the battle and trying to survive that is not how they've ever betrayed before they are super sneaky manipulative and they started many many wars like they are they are, have always been the bad guys so they decided uh that because their planet got blown up by Oh, geez, I can't even remember. Let's say the Phoenix, because that's usually what happens. They decided they needed a planet, so they picked Earth. So rather than coming in with warships and anything, they decided, hey, why don't we just take it over quietly one by one? So they started replacing people. So during Secret Evasion, it turns out that a lot of the heroes that we've been watching for the last couple of things have actually been scrolls for many, many, many years. They have, like... like Hank Pym turned out was a scroll. I'd be mean, like the, all these. They, they had a big battle in in Japan, and Elektra got killed. Elektra turned out to have been a scroll, and so they everyone they started doubting everybody else, and it even got to a point where a ship crashed down in the Savage Land, and it opened up and outpoured about a dozen heroes from the from the Silver Age. So there's Iron Man and Captain America, and that like, and so everybody went, wait, are are those the originals and they've actually been held captive this whole time or are they duplicates trying to confuse us? It turned into a whole thing. It turns out a bit of both. 
But during this nice. whole thing, uh, the Skrulls basically, like, it turns out they had infiltrated governments, they had infiltrated all these things, they were everywhere. And Zoe Kudrowski went, so they basically said, hey, uh, you've already been conquered, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> we've been here this whole time, and we've actually been nice. running things. By the way, like... Right. There's no no armies marching down the street like we're already in control. So embrace change. That was their catchphrase. And he loves you. That was because basically their God uh, was like a God of love and basically want everyone to be one, one nation under scroll rule. Uh, so this Tony got blamed for this because uh, for whatever because he was he was like uh, I think he was running Shield at the time and and was like celebrity number one. So he got blamed for this. So he's like, okay, so I am like radioactive now. I need to be away. So Pepper, you're in charge. I'm out of here. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, your first job: shut down Stark Industries before anybody else can come here and pillage it and take it over. Because at the time, I think it was uh, uh, Norman Osborn was running uh, what what had what Shield had become, which he of course renamed Hammer. No, no connection to, to Justin Hammer. Oh, in- and so, so her job was basically shut it down so he doesn't get all my armors. Right. So 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 yes, she did get to become CEO at that point, but. It was kind of under crappy circumstances. This is a much better way to get the job. Well, and it clearly is not a spare of the moment decision on Tony's part. Mm-mm. I mean, in any way, this continues the lie of yes. one that it's presented as if like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing oh, this I off the cuff. Of I just thought yeah. of it. And and I think it is kind of funny where he says, you know, there's one part here where he says, look, I've I've given this a fair amount of thought. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, there's the champagne you yeah. know, being brought by uh was it you? Oh, you. You was the yeah, robot. You. Yeah. Clearly, this has all been planned. I mean, and again, this is part of as we're, we're already now we're in you know almost 25 minutes of the movie. Yeah. We're understanding Tony is really dealing with his mortality. Yeah. And, and yes, this is something he's thought through and he's already planned it out. And here we are. Yeah. So and, uh, doing a fair amount of headhunting, so to speak, trying to figure out who a worthy successor would be uh, at this point. John Debney's score comes in because it had oh, been yeah. silent all the way through, and it's a, a track called "Making Pepper CEO." <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta say what it is. Uh, so yeah, so there's you. So obviously he had planned this whole thing out. He was going to tell her that time, whatever, because there was you with the champagne. Like this was all like so. Even a lot of stuff he said over the last couple of minutes were not true. He was just winding her up because he was about to give her, you know, the greatest job ever. Well, and, and, and I think, and I think you're also seeing this as we talked about the succession plans. Mm-hmm. This is actually part of like your final test, right? Like, I'd hope you'd be ticked off about <laughs> what I did with the modern art collection. I'd yeah. hope that you'd be willing to get in my face and fight because anyone who's a good business leader, you want to have dissenting voices in your inner circle yes. or else bad things happen. Bringing it back to Aaron Sorkin, actually, yes. uh, he's in Sports Night. He has a great quote that uh, Robert Guillaume says, where he says to about when he's talking about being a good leader, and he says, "If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. If you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you." Ah, uh, Toby. Yeah, <laughs> I always love that. That'll be another. Um, the West Wing theme will roll in yeah. right there. <laughs> oh, West Wing Weekly has its own podcast, which just recently concluded. They, they don't need any more love from us, except it's a fantastic podcast, and everyone should listen to it. Exactly. Um, so then he's then Tony says something extremely important. I know we've been wandering all over the place, but like now here it is. This is what you need to focus in on. He says when he's talking about making the decision, he says. And then I realized it's you. It's always been you. 
And that is a crucial line because he will say that exact same thing into a helmet in deep space when he believed he was dying. So once again, he's believing he's dying here, he's dying there, and what he's thinking about is Pepper. Because that's the same thing he says in Avengers Endgame. Nice. That's some nice. That's some nice work, guys. <laughs> yeah, that is no, yeah. and I think, and I think even shows as much as we're going to continue to talk about. Oh, I'm saying, movie, wait, guys, not being sexist. I'm saying, guys, to the screenwriters. No, to no, to the, of course. <laughs> you know, part of this, and I really do think we're going to touch on this, is that I think Tony. I um, mean, yes, he's had a very uh, rambunctious past and yeah. and philandering and, and all present, stuff. And, and and present too. I understand, but I do think his heart is 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 with pepper and you can see it in this, in this minute for sure. Mm -hmm. And you'll see it again in successive minutes. Yeah. It's an act is an act to try to enrage her so that she will, she will fall. So he'll get her with the surprise. Yes. So yeah, he continues on. He says, I thought there'd be a legal, but we don't know what, because that's where the minute comes to an end. Legal, uh, legal alert, legal alert. Yeah. Something legal. (laughs) Oh, it happens like this is, this is where the minutes, Comes to us, we never know where the minute is going to come to an end. It's going to be right there. You know, speaking of legal things, you know, if yeah. you have questions about uh, law or I, the I legal matters, right? Do you know one place you should not go to get answers? Where Facebook. True. However, if you want questions answered on the, about this podcast or even Marvel stuff, Facebook's a great place to go. But if only Rob, if only there was some place they could go. That wouldn't just be lost in all the mess of Facebook, that they could focus in on this show and the things we're doing here and other Next Real shows. If only there were a place like that. There is. There is? Yes. Where it's, is it? I believe it's the Next Real Film Podcast Executive Lounge. Think of it as the your own personal MCU law library. Ooh, very nice. So uh, be back here for minute 24. Three to find out what this legal situation is. Enough said. Bye.